and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to the mysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Among them are Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities, The Secret of Spirit Communication, Sensing the Future, and Aliens in the Backyard. Our upcoming book is called The Shift, coming out soon, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's new novel, White Crows, is out, and I am slowly releasing the audio edition of Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings with the help of John, who's doing the recordings and uh, going over this stuff over and over again as I make mistakes. <laughs> Okay, Trish. <laughs> okay, our guest today is Kenneth Hopkins, author of Earth Transformation. I met Ken through LinkedIn, where he'd written, For most of my life, I had no awareness that I was an abductee. The night experiences I thought were dreams. In these, I would visit many places and see the same people many nights after I fell asleep. I thought they were dream people. I could smell, touch them, and have all six senses with them. Some places were cold some places warm and other places I couldn't seem to get enough oxygen. Welcome back, Ken. Welcome, Ken. Hi. Good to see you again. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I've been enjoying the opportunities to speak on the different podcasts right. and, and get a, a lot of information out and also a certain level of channeling from the Pleiadians. Yeah. Huh. Okay. You're yeah, channeling them? Yeah. I, they give me... I, they answer my questions telepathically. Okay. And there's been conflicts in the abductions that they've answered questions on to me. Yeah. Telepathically. So Ken, Ken, talk about the Palladians. Who are they? What are they? What do they want? Are they the same <laughs> okay. as the, are, are they, how, how are they different from the Greys? Give us a whole history oh, well, here. <laughs> are they good guys or bad guys? <laughs> the, the, all three groups I'm involved in are looking for positive change. Okay, good. And like many, they're working to bring in the higher frequencies. All right. Now, the Pleiadians, uh, they look very much like us. Uh, and they've kind of, in my communications with them, divided themselves into three groups. Uh, the first group being those of earth and many lives of earth. They said they brought life to earth. They seeded earth tens of thousands of years ago. Those are their words. Uh, so they've taken an interest in the breeding programs. They are intermingling all three groups. Uh, I, uh, there Many of the channelings that have been posted have been right on as far as their belief system is. Their they don't have a monetary system. They don't have a profit system. Uh, 
so the motives, and, and they felt that removed the motives of greed. Uh, and so they were, I was writing a lot of their aspects on religion. Uh, they feel we are at one with God. They, they don't see a need to worship God. We are all part of God. By serving one another, we serve God. Uh, the body is the temple. Uh, crimes against the body are those they consider most serious. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just some of their aspects. What do they look like? You mean like? The, the, um, <laughs> the, the ones that I've been somewhat involved in seem to be wearing clothing similar to ours. Okay. Uh, what about facial features? Uh, they're identical pretty much to us, except for the most part, I, you know, not to be judgmental, they are more attractive. You're not going to see a fat one. Right. And you don't see an old one. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so I know that at some point they return back to their planetary system. They have a means of travel that I assume is a stargate. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Uh, so the, they're, they're commuting back and forth to their planetary system in conjunction with Earth. Is that how they remain their, retain their youth? Their youth I, I, don't I don't understand the, uh, it may be after a certain point, they go back to their planetary. After a certain age, uh -huh. they go back. Have you I, ever asked them how old they are and how old they can become? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't asked that, but that's a question I'm going to record. Yeah, because... Uh, I, I was listening to another podcast uh, earlier this morning, which had the information that this particular gray, this woman was in contact with was 800 years old. And she said, and the woman said, she looked younger than me. <laughs> uh, now, now the grays are nice. totally different. Okay. And they're not, they're not fat either. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely not. And, uh, <laughs> So fatness is not a quality they want. <laughs> and the, the grays, you know, a lot of the government stuff comes out saying they're experimenting. They're not experimenting. They removed cancer from me at 22. Hmm. They redid the structure of my spine. Uh, they've, so their medicine on us isn't experimental. They know the human body. Uh, in my book, I write about observing them disassemble an 18-year-old woman. And they just basically took her apart and then put her back together again. For me, it was shocking. Uh, and I, I mentioned a little about the woman that was called UFO Girl, mm -hmm. uh, which was my experience with the Department of Defense. She was with the Department of Defense. And she was brought in to observe and be abducted, was my impression. But it would be years before I put all, a lot of these pieces together. Uh, so with the project she came out of, she had a cerebral implant. Remember that picture I sent you of the, of the child with the wires coming from her head? John, do we have that photo? John. No, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. 
Okay. Uh, it was published in my book to describe. So the CIA MK Ultra Monarch Project, uh, they put cerebral implants in young children. She was of she was picked probably because of that implant to participate in the abductions. Uh, she became abducted after a convulsion, series of convulsions, very violent convulsions. Uh, and because she was connected to me, the Greys had some concern for her. Or, uh, and so they wanted to find out what was causing the convulsions. Uh, so they're, you know, they're able to disassemble and reassemble and basically leave no marks. Hmm. So they took the left side of, they took the left side of her skull, the left hemisphere of her brain and showed me where the electrode was hooked into the stem. Wow. That was causing the convulsions. So they wanted to know what I knew of this. Uh, and I didn't know, you know, uh, Matter of fact, I never put that together till 2005. Uh, this, this brilliant professor I worked with helped me understand a, a lot of the different aspects. He was involved with the military and very aware of the special involvements with the military. Hmm. And so it was nice to speak with the psychologists and psychiatrists are doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. uh, by calling this delusional. And then, especially with the military, uh, the above top mm -hmm. secret classification is where all the ETs come in. All the ET interactions are in the above top uh, secret classification. Do you have uh, a military background yourself or family members, your father? I ended up in the Navy. Okay. Uh, running away from some homicide, from a homicide. Because okay. I had reason to believe I was in danger. And so I ended up in the Navy for 18 months. And then I aggravated an injury in my back okay. and got honorable discharge. And I'm a disabled vet. Okay. Yeah. You think that had what, anything? What Go ahead, Trish. Well, I'm just curious. What kind of cancer did they cure you of? Uh, in, I could only tell I was starting to develop this temperature. It would come and go. And all I can say is they removed what looked like a cherry with a long stem. Huh. Uh, and so what I'm assuming it was the blood vessel that was supplying the tumor. I believe it came out of the intestine. I'm not huh. sure. I, I saw they showed it to me. So in the and that was with hypnosis. Uh, most memories with the grays are with hypnosis. I don't have much conscious with them. Uh, now, who did you experience the teleportation with? Uh, that one, and teleportation is a ma method of taking us when they take us. Uh, in the, the, the incident, I was, and most all abductions for me with the Palladians are, when I'm sleep in a deep sleep state, unconscious. Mm -hmm. So much of it, I don't have conscious awareness of. And so I, whether it's an alternate, we call them, I've been referring to them as alternates. Uh, 
the other personality that interacts right. with them. So with the hypnosis, we were able to access the alternate and all his experiences with the ETs. Mm. Uh, so when we were doing hypnosis, it, it, it did make sense to me what was coming out. Uh, it didn't, it seemed so surreal. Now, under hypnosis, I did not remember when I was awakened. Uh. Uh, so when I listened to the regressions, everything was taped. Uh, it, it just didn't make sense. On one particular night, an, a spirit that had been brought here by another spirit, her name is Amanda. She was, was concerned uh, and she was somewhat sent to watch me. Uh, and so she woke me up one night. She wouldn't let me sleep. And that would be when I would experience my first conscious teleportation. Mm -hmm. So the woman took form in the bathroom. And as the pictures I showed you of the plasma, that will become a person. We have that picture, John. Uh oh, which uncle? Yeah, I'm I'm here. I just I was I was on a I was trying to make some notes and I okay. couldn't get back to Zoom <laughs> to unmute. All right, yeah. um, let me yeah. uh yeah let me I, and I just found the other pictures as well. So hang on a second, let me select them all okay. and I'll just well, I'll just okay. uh, I'll just uh, we'll sort through them until we're on the right one. Just a moment. So, and when those pictures, I didn't know until I was photographing. I didn't know I was leaving my room at night. Huh. Uh, that's okay. one. Yeah. Uh, this is this is prior to teleportation. This hmm. conglomerate beam will move over him, and then he will disappear. You mean this stuff here? This yeah, that's uh -huh. okay. Now, what we see here is a microwave frequency in the middle, going mm -hmm. across. Oh, right through the middle of the oh, uh, uh, horizontal. Yeah. The horizontal. Yeah. Now line. that may be a monitoring, and the EMFs may trigger the microwave. Hmm. Uh, uh, we had clearer pictures of the microwave, and that was identified. Uh, and the clearer pictures make it look like a rope. Okay. A perfect rope going across your screen. Oh, wow. Okay. In this one, I'm returning. Uh, the plasma part ended up missed. Uh, and then here I am. Here I am. And then they take me again. When they take me, they take me clean. Uh, but what do you mean? It's just like, as you're looking here, I just disappear. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, on the bottom one on the right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. And that was published in my first book. Unfortunately, and my, I didn't put the shorts on him. <laughs> and my wife said, you mean 32,000 people? Saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, because everybody has a butt. No? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, I got a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, 
criticism for that. Okay. <laughs> you're mooning us. This you're is particularly unusual because it, it shows me returning and then leaving. Which uh, one is returning? The top where you see that, the electromagnetic. Right. Uh, yeah. Top left. Yes. The colors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that will go to the plasma form I sent you. Yeah. And then he or me is comes on the right and then we drop down and then I'm getting ready to stand up and then they take me again. It could have been two different groups involved here. Now, are these from a security camera yeah. that you have fixed on the wall? Yeah. Okay. yeah I had to use a, a very old system, which is, so it's, I have to get to the videos which have been done but I got to run it on an old flat screen TV with a uh, video camera. That's the only way it won't. The cartridges on this camera were not made for uh, computers or. Right. So, so this is the only camera that worked to record what we got. Mm -hmm. okay. The other camera we used was the, the, uh, Oh, the uh, oh, it was a hunting cam, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. And we were amazed with the hunting cam picked up. But if plasma teleportation occurred, it blew all the batteries, hmm. and they would be a mess. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it didn't just blow; they were leaked. I mean, you had to clean it out. Hmm. So I'm going to be doing more with the uh with that camera and it's a common name camera sold for hunting mm. uh i don't know why i can't recall the name but i, I wrote the name down uh and it recorded a lot of things it recorded people going into walls it reported people becoming two so there was other means of teleportations involved this is one so in this one here that we're looking at, where did you go in this teleportation? Were you aware? Uh, I don't, this one, I believe was a daytime. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know where I went. I've had over thousands of teleportations. So, and of course, not memory on most of them, or, or, or maybe memory on about a quarter, I'll say. Uh, so I don't know where I went in this one. Uh, it hmm. could have been another state. A lot of the teleportations put me in other states, other countries, in ships, uh, and in time. It's like the time traveler's wife. He never knows <laughs> where he's going to end up. <laughs> so they put me to 1960, and they put me to the future. 1960, for some reason, they were doing something with because uh, that was a common year they'd put me back to. Hmm. Uh, in the, the future, of course, uh, I know it's beyond 2054. Uh, how much beyond, I don't know. They wanted me to impregnate this young woman. So I was sent to there some six times. They wanted to ensure her pregnancy. Uh, it was 
the future ones are basically no technology and the remnants of what we have here. Really? And I've talked to four others that have gone to this future. And, and, uh, no, and uh, one was describing cabin. Another one was describing how they were redirecting a river with the cars. Huh. So whatever is going to occur with this, this next change is not going to be the devastation of the planet or the devastation of all life. But the technology, uh, right? The technology disappears. Right. No uh, electricity. Yeah, electricity. Right. Like I didn't, when I was there, I went to turn the faucet on <laughs> and no water came out of the faucet. Oh. And so that didn't make sense to me. The roof was missing in a section of the house. Yeah. Leaves are blowing around in the house. Mm-hmm. She, she had a sectioned off with sheets that was like a bedroom. Uh, there was a hole in the floor that you can see the furnace through. God. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was <laughs> getting rid of the leaves with a with a <laughs> with a broom, and then I was just throwing them into the hole. Uh, and then I, I I realized it really didn't matter. Uh, so the future is a stone age. <laughs> but the, the the interesting thing that that everybody has reported is no technologies and the remnants of what we have here. Yeah. Interesting. And that's what the Sounds four pretty people. Grim. <laughs> now yeah. what happens to me, I've been trying to find out if it happens to other people. When I go in time, a crust forms in my mouth. Hmm. And I have to spit it up. I have to get it out. I even have to put my hands in my mouth to take it out. Huh. Uh, and and, uh, and it, 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 at first, in the initial arriving there, my whole mouth is coated hmm. and part of my throat. So, yeah. so so they've given me a waste basket to put the crap in. One time <laughs> I hid it under a couch because I really didn't know what to do with it. Uh, uh, and then the other thing is loss of fine motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were trying to have me drive this young woman somewhere uh, in in 1960. I I refused to have six with her, which was what they wanted because she was Why? 16. Why did they want you to have sex with her so she could get? They pregnant wanted her with... impregnated. Why? I, again, I don't have I don't the wise. <laughs> I don't even know the wares. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, so I, but, and I don't know why they were interested in having the one in the future uh, impregnated. Hmm. So uh, in this future uh, world that you visited, was that about 2054, did you say? Is, well, is that, beyond. they told me that the changes will be begin in 2054. Yeah. yeah. Of the government's collapses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so, because some woman from one of the other radio shows asked me, and I've been asking for years, and and then I got the answer uh, thirty two years. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. when. Uh, so that goes to twenty fifty four. 
my hundredth birthday. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, do you think in that at that time period, uh, that time frame, that the there's a greater presence of the ETs on on the planet at that point? The impression I'm having is the Pleiadians are going to bring in their political and economic structure. Hmm. Wow. The Pleiadians are investing a lot in bringing people to this planet to adjust and mix in. Mm -hmm. I visited one camp uh, with 12-foot metal barbed wire fences surrounding it. I believe it was in the Alps, was what I was told. Uh, And guards on the front. And uh, they sent me to, they're kind of sarcastic, go in and find a date, was what the guy said. (laughs) <laughs> so I, wa- I walked in I wrote this one up uh, several times I walked in and to my immediate left is a building that says hotel on it hmm. in the hotel it was kind of like it had military hospital beds mm-hmm. all stacked hmm. in a row and you can see people's stuff hanging on in bags hanging on it the next one said store and basically, it, it was free. Uh, and so it seemed like this was a, a mocking of our culture, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they were doing inside this, uh, this place. Uh, so I walked around. I couldn't, you know, I didn't really know how to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, what I did you see? From- I mean, did you see people? Yeah, the people were walking everywhere. There was uh-huh. there was some trees in the center and, and a path for walking, nothing for vehicle. I saw mm-hmm. no vehicles there, hmm. except for the they brought me up in a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell by the terrain, it was dirty. It was a dusty road, and it was on the side of a mountain. Hmm. Uh, so I, I wandered around inside, uh, and uh, I accidentally bumped into a woman. She was dark-skinned, which was unusual, because most of them, uh, she was Mediterranean, uh, Middle East. She was very dark-skinned. And uh, so then I walked around some more. I bumped into her, or I, I, I actually went, I approached her. And I told her, I didn't really know what line to use. I told her, uh, I was looking for you. (laughs) (laughs) What'd she say? So she seemed very complimented. (laughs) And she took me to show me the barn where the animals were. She Uh, worked with the animals. hmm. And it was a corrugated metal large barn with stalls for the different animals. And she was showing me a calf. Hmm. Uh, and uh, she, she spoke, they, they, they pick up our language very well. She spoke very good English. There wasn't, I couldn't detect an accent to it. So you were hearing this through your ears, not telepathically? Oh yeah, she was speaking through my, through my ears. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Sometimes it's both. Yeah. Sometimes it's telepathically and voice, mm-hmm. especially with the ones that they're adjusting. 
But but you were physical at this point, right? Yeah, I was quite physical. Because you were tele. Okay. So uh, you, what was the time frame? Was that the present or was that a future? Uh, I believe that was present. Okay. And I believe that happened within the last five years. Okay. Mm. Uh, and and uh, was, it so, in this, was it in this country or another country? or They said Alps. Alps, okay. And then I found references to an isolated village in the Alps mm-hmm. that nobody can go into. Some man was trying to get a particular medicine from this group. He was he was invited to come, but when he arrived, his invitation had been taken away. Hmm. Great. <laughs> so, and that was referenced to the group in the Alps. So, and uh, these are Ple- Pleiadians. Yeah, in the Alps. Uh huh. Yeah, and then, and so and they're all they're different uh, in the breeding program. Uh, they're they're all different races. Uh, they're, they're blondes, brunettes, uh, dark skin, very dark. A lot of dark skinned I ran into. Uh, so so she gave me kind of an introduction, and and then uh, we had a we had a conflict, and the police didn't know how to behave. Who didn't they didn't police? understand they had a little police department or or something to, that was so law enforcement. So some yeah, I'll call them law enforcement. There was like <laughs> two of them in a booth. God. <laughs> Were they Palladians then? Yeah, everybody okay. in this village was Palladian. Okay, all right. Huh. And uh this one guy did not like me with the dark skinned woman. Hmm. And he went after me with an axe, <laughs> with a hatchet. So I brought him to the depart. What was the police department? <laughs> uh, they and they put him behind some bars. They really didn't know what to do with him, but they put him behind some bars. So it was really, and then that was pretty much where it ended. With uh, uh, and he had a problem. He must have known. I guess I was human, or or I wasn't ET. He did mm. not want me touching the woman I was with. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, does the military know about the Palladian presence here? Uh, yeah, the military. The, there's a military group involved in my abductions, okay. and I and I've been and they have the ET technologies. Hmm. Hmm. They they have ships much like the Gray ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three groups are working in conjunction together. That U.S. military group, the Palladians and the Greys are in cooperation. Yeah. And uh, on one occasion, uh, the the Greys often provide protection, mm-hmm. and the Palladians will utilize that protection. They they offer protection from who or what? Uh, the Greys. Could distort time, reverse time. Uh, they're from both groups are from the future. Mm-hmm. The Palladians say they're here to prevent what has happened. Yeah. And and again, I don't know how to fully interpret that, but something horrendous happens, and 
they've come to the past to prevent the incident that occurs. They've been explaining that to me for was? 30 years. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, is it like a nuclear holocaust? Is it- I, don't, I don't know, but whatever we were in, in the future, the air was good. Uh, and what my impression was, uh, I no, no, I didn't get anything with the nuclear, uh, but I believe all, and they've explained this to me, that they weren't shutting the missile silos down for practice. Mm-hmm. They were shutting them down because they didn't want to see Earth go through the eras they went through. Uh-huh. Right where entire planetary systems were destroyed. So they took control. uh, And I believe the Palladians, I've talked to military personnel that were in the silos that were shut down. And at first I thought they were grazed, but one of them felt it was a Palladian ship. And so I believe the Palladians have taken control over all nuclear so, so was the damage, was it like climate, a climate disaster? No. No. It, it looked like a sunny day with the remnants of this house that the woman was still living in. I was trying, how long does it take for the roof to wear out <laughs> and the rain to put a hole in the floor? Um, mm. So uh, there seemed like population dramatic decrease mm-hmm. and about- uh and so that was kind of all i could pick up from there what about source of food did she have food is that a problem getting um, obtaining food she wasn't i didn't she seemed to take off after we woke up okay so and then i was wandering around the house trying to figure out where i was yeah uh so I don't know what she ate. I didn't eat food with her. Okay. Uh, it was just basically, uh, and I wasn't conscious during the sexual part with her. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and that's quite common. They also use a gas uh, in, in a small container that they'll spray into the face and memory becomes lost. And, uh, huh. and when the conscious abduction I had uh, when the woman was forming in my bathroom in a split second, I was in her bedroom Hmm. and I had not experienced anything like that. And I'm trying to put it together in my head. What just happened? What just happened? I was in my room. Now I'm here. Uh, And then she was standing in the corner. She had a canopy bed. Um, she basically was in a, in a regular house or apartment. Mm-hmm. Wherever she was, it was of earth. Mm-hmm. She approached me. She sprayed me. Uh, I felt like I became a rapist, tearing her clothes off. And then uh. that's all I remember. Uh, but she returned me back to my room. So, so she with- was human or Pleiadian? She, she was the Pleiadian humans on earth, which I would be one of, because they said we were born, the ones that were born into, and 
they're referring to genetic. Uh I don't know how they made that reference of genetics. So she was, I would say, what I call the first category, an Earth Pleiadian, a woman that Uh was born on Earth. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So so say when you were in that uh, future place with the woman with the leaves in the house, that... What if someone was in your house looking for you? Would they see you laying in bed or would well, you not be there? The, I believe my wife was with me. Okay. As she was with, with all of them <laughs> or with a lot. Of them. <laughs> uh, oh, she, she was on this journey as no, well? No, she was in the bed. Oh, okay. The oh, partners oh, okay. remain asleep. Uh, I don't know if the large electromagnetic disruption that comes into the room plays a role in maintaining them asleep, but they always sleep quietly right through. The only ones that don't sleep are other abductees. Hmm. And my son watched me teleport. He didn't know what the hell was happening. He woke up. He thought a lightning storm was occurring. Uh, He went outside, wandered around and then went back to bed. Uh, but he saw you teleport? When I teleported that time. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, the light is very intense in that plasma picture I sent you. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the camera did its representation uh, pretty well, but it, it was it, it's so bright or blind. Uh, and for those of us that have experienced others coming in, it's a painful light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my wife pretty much slept through everything. Uh, my so she, second wife. She doesn't, she doesn't wake up or they don't wake up and see that you're missing from the bed? No. Okay. They're out, they don't know anything. Uh, now with the second wife, they took her. Hmm. Uh, there was conflict because they didn't know her genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they took skin off her back uh. and then returned her. Uh, the Palladian woman had become very angry, and I don't know how she became aware of my marriage. And this was about a year and a half ago. Uh, but she did not like it. She And she described... Uh, my wife, uh, recent wife, she described her as an unknown. Mm. <laughs> uh, my wife's from Africa, Uganda. <laughs> so mm. they, so they did a lot of marks on. Her. I sent some of the marks they did to. Her. They did a lot of marks on her. Mm. Several feet of lacerations on her back. The wound mm. on her shoulder that I sent the picture of. That was four times that size when she awakened with it. Mm. And I, I, had I don't remember seeing that picture of the. Of the it looks like life. a little. It looks like a. a it's on the shoulder. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it looks, and you can see the ball in it. You can see the implant in it. I was debating on removing the implant because when it was an open sore. The implant was just sitting on top of the open sore in the, in the wound. Mm. 
but then I decide to leave it. So as it healed, you can see the ball beneath the wound and it shrunk. Uh, they, they can heal tissue. And so the next night they healed it a little more. I really didn't like the wound at all. I was afraid of infection mm. and trying to explain it to her. I, it was enough. Uh, then they would take four other abductions of her taking tissue from her in other places. Uh, why did they, why did they take the second wife, but not the first one? Any idea? The first one was of their genetics, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Uh, cause, uh, and she had no memory of abductions. Hmm. Okay. Cause a couple times when she had cancer, I asked the grays if they can check her out. Uh, to see if the surgery would take care of the cancer. So on her way coming from home from work, they took her. She got home. She was totally uh, disoriented. She couldn't understand where her left earring went. Uh, when she woke up the next day, it was on her, her bedside. Mm. But this, my first wife really couldn't tolerate phenomena. Mm-hmm. So she would, she wouldn't address it. Uh, the break-ins, uh, which were becoming traumatic for my son, because they are breaking into the house to put the electronics in the house while he was in the house. Who is who is doing this? Uh, whatever the surveillance team is, I don't okay. know who they are. Okay. Oh, so this is uh, a human surveillance. Yeah, these are humans. Yeah. My problem through all of this has been with humans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, so this this is the second wife aware of these experiences? Yeah. Well, she 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 really had no choice when she was in the fort in Sudan. They left several feet of lacerations on her back. Oh. I sent you a picture of it on the shoulder, but it continues down. But there was no females that could take pictures of the marks on her. Hmm. And she didn't. Is that what we're looking at there? That's a a gray. Yeah. Uh, That's the uh, vaccination. What vaccination? Uh, That was done by the. The only reason I interpreted that, and I believe they told me that was a vaccination. That they gave you? Yeah. Oh, okay. And grays, I believe. Vaccination for what? I, I, I don't, what? I don't, again. You don't know. I, I don't have explanations for a lot of the medical stuff they do. Now, do, do any of these... Uh extraterrestrials, do they have problems with uh, COVID? Uh, is that a problem for them, or do they have... Uh, oh, yeah. Avoiding- they infected many of the contactees with COVID. Wow. Uh. In uh, October, the year before it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend who's been in my abductions with me, uh, they infected her, they infected me, they infected another woman that didn't know she was an abductee. Uh, a lot of people are unaware that they are contactees. Mm-hmm. And this other woman that became infected, 
uh, uh, you know, and at that time, nobody knew what we were infected with in October. Uh, oh, is that of 20? Oh, like 19, 2019. Oh, 2019? Yeah, yeah, before. Okay. And, they, uh, and I was furious because they, they abducted me. It was the Pleiadians. Uh, they put a mask on me uh, with a nebulizer with a liquid in the bottom. And I was inhaled, you know, they, you know, I've always gone along with their procedures. I was inhaling, inhaling, and then I started choking and coughing. And then they moved me into another room. And then that next day would begin pneumonia and COVID-19. They said they felt it was best they infect us early because they felt the, the health system was going to become overrun. Huh. Well, they were right there. Yeah. <laughs> so they felt that early infection. They also didn't feel a vaccine was possible on this thing. Hmm. And the hmm. evidence I saw in the local hospitals I, I, uh, was that the vaccination or no vaccination didn't make a difference on hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. That was in two area hospitals. This conflicted with everything that's coming down. Uh, and then they also said that uh, it was toxic, the contents of this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and I was furious because it's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? I had to take the vaccine to go to Africa because yeah. it was required. So I took it. Uh, so they said it requires saturation, repeated saturation, mm-hmm. repeated shots. And uh, they said they considered it so toxic it couldn't be touched. Mm. So I was trying to figure a way to connect with uh Find a way to get this information out, uh, and but it was they they had a name for it uh, a, a biological contaminant. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot the name they used for it, but they said it required repeated dosing. Mm-hmm. That the one dosing I had wasn't enough to make it efficient. Well, now they're on four now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to continue. Yeah, until they get real. every person on this planet saturated mm-hmm. or as many as those they can saturate. And then I know you're familiar. You must be f- now the nanobites do nothing for the immune system. Why are they in there? Uh, they're magnetic or they're metal. Uh, people showed pictures where on the site of injection, a magnet stuck. So what they, they end up collecting in the brain. And from one of the speakers in Canada, she explained it was a process of detecting resistance, a liar detector. The 5G program turned your cell phone into a liar detector. Mm-hmm. A way of finding the resistance was the way it was explained to me. Hitler had his way with his intelligence network. So uh, so the 5G 
requires more towers, puts more electricity into the brain than 4G, 3G, 2G. Mm-hmm. So if you choose not to answer a question, uh, that's going to be looked at as if you're in conflict. Mm. A and question from whom? A question from whom? I, I haven't. He's asking. Who's. Uh, I don't I know if that part question. has occurred yet. Okay. But. Uh, okay, so this is. So they're still in the process of loading people up right now. And so I'm sure, sure that, and, and it's what we call the new world order, mm-hmm. which is the government above governments mm-hmm. uh, that exists out of the Antarctic. If anybody. Does it, does it have anything to do with the Supreme Court? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> the Republicans had more to do with that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of the government's investigation of UFOs uh, and their one-hour presentation on the findings a couple months ago? I, I'm kind of, where I've been interviewing people having celestial contacts, mm-hmm. a lot of us, I, I can't write on my computer without half my stuff being deleted. Hmm. Really? Uh, and I've not been able to get a technician that can help me. And these attacks are from the web. They're not from the program in the computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the book I was working on, uh, it came under attack. Parts of it were deleted. The second book oh. I was looking working at, most of it got deleted. Uh, so now I'm working offline. Uh, with a laptop. With an old-fashioned oh, old fashioned typewriter. Oh, go on laptop. with the old-fashioned. <laughs> hmm. yeah. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. Yeah. But last time I was working on the first book, I had to keep the laptop with me, hmm. carrying it, because they're going through my car looking for it. Jeez. Hmm. So you've been followed then by uh, oh, government it, this agents? Is, uh, this has been 48 years, okay. 46 years. Mm-hmm. Since 22, uh, with the witness, the Department of Defense witnessed an abduction of a young college girl and me. Mm. This brought in the agent, mm-hmm. uh, who I refer to in the book as UFO girl, mm-hmm. uh, the one with the implant. Mm. Is she still alive? She is. They shot her in the head in 1981, because they thought I was going to approach her. Mm. Uh, She survived, probably because she managed to survive the implant, she survived the gunshot wound, went into protective custody. I made another attempt to connect with her, and that was about with her brother, and then he died with a bullet wound. So, uh, and then I contacted her sister, who was in hiding, uh, in the end, it was just too dangerous to try to. I know she's in the institution in Connecticut, hmm. but it was getting too dangerous to try because she had information that I never received. She hmm. had given that information to two others in 76. They were killed. Hmm. Huh. So uh, there was there was some information she had they did not want me to get. 
And so I was look, trying to figure out how to get that information a number of ways. Isn't it kind but of I risky for you? Isn't it kind of risky for you right now to do podcasts? Uh, I'm surprised right now. I can't write what I'm telling you. Uh, they, they tried to kill me. That's where the grays in the process of protection comes mm-hmm. in. The grays will reverse the incident, correct the incident, and then things go on. Huh. Uh, Have you had any unusual experiences in, say, the last month since we uh, last talked to you? There's something new going on with me in the Palladians that I haven't quite put together. Uh, that's been happening in the mornings, mm-hmm. 5, 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm in the process of trying to understand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, what, what's the incident? I mean, what, what's the event? Or- oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one that was interesting. I had killed the ants with an ant poison. Uh, and I don't know if the, these are, so I ended up in this place uh, with, with, with a person that was able to go to the size of the ant and talk to the ants. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're, they're they're a dimension beyond dreams. They're cre- created realities is one term we used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that most people listening to this interview would kind of consider that you live in an alternate reality to from the rest of us or for many of us. Uh, would that be an accurate statement? <laughs> in the daytime, I live a pretty normal life. Okay. <laughs> Everything happens at night. Yeah, right. So one well, of the things I'm looking for is is to continue the interviewing process mm-hmm. with other contactees. Yeah, I've been uh-huh. speaking with people in numerous countries mm-hmm. with numerous different celestials. There's a group of positive celestials who have their contacts on Earth. Contactees, for the most part, are connected in a way like soulmates mm-hmm. to some of the ETs. Uh-huh. So the ETs take a very protective role on them. Hmm. They're not used. I've been raised in this world. How many? I don't know how many times. I I, I remember a lot of the deaths. I remember a lot of my past lives. Uh, so I'm pretty familiar with the general scheme of Earth. The the Pleiadian schema is very different, dramatically different from the language in many ways it's dramatically different and trying to bridge an understanding has been difficult yeah uh, how, how does your wife uh, handle all of this and what <laughs> what you're going through and she, when and what she's going well through? I, I was amazed how well she took it uh-huh uh and how she accepted it mm-hmm. uh so uh, and then because they poisoned my girlfriends and assaulted them, I asked the greys to put protection on her. Yeah. 
uh, because they've been hurting my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they have concerns. And this is, this is the surveillance group. They have concerns with my female companions. Hmm. Well, so, now you're married, so you don't have girlfriends, right? Well, I got her married <laughs> fast for that reason. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Every girlfriend they touched. Hmm. And so I figured once she's my wife, and then I went to the Grays, and then old contacts are suspicious of her. Yeah. Because yeah. she's with she's with intelligence. I guess uh, uh, we didn't we didn't establish when this all started for you. It sounds like a long time ago. Were you young, a child, or when was it? Since birth, pretty much. Really? Okay. Yeah, I remember abductions as a baby in a in a uh in what do you call a crib? Mm -hmm. A crib. Uh, yeah. Right. So and with my son, uh he was taken during the transferring from one hospital to the other. Wow. The ambulance lost two hours. Huh. Wow. <laughs> now, when I talk surveillance, the three of us are under surveillance, which includes vehicles, wiretaps. Huh. <laughs> Sorry about that. So there obviously would be one way or another would be aware of this interview then. Mm. <laughs> but they're not... They were shutting down some of the, my early radio shows. Yeah. But there's two groups in the surveillance. Uh, there's another group, which may be connected with the military group. I'm not sure, but they're protective. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's going? things changed with what was going on with my cell phone. For because they can shut the Wi-Fi off, so they're shutting the Wi-Fi off on my cell phone, and then the Wi-Fi becomes reconnected on my cell phone. Hmm. And this just started happening the last couple of months. Uh, so so this this other group was involved with the homicides in Amesbury, uh, and for the most part, when with this group, people just disappear. Bodies are never found. And as I mentioned, I went undercover to locate the body of a federal drug enforcement agency, agent in 1976. Uh, and, and so when the group that watches the other group, people just disappear. Hmm. Uh, is it also a military group? Well, I don't know what it is. Are they competing? There's a there we're was working together. Uh, a friend's home. No, they're competing. Okay. They've killed each other. Oh. Uh the first the the homicide in Amesbury was done by my group. Mm -hmm. Uh and I don't know how the feds became involved. I know how the military became involved. I don't know how the feds became involved. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the the murders and the all that, but uh, I have heard that different agencies know certain information, uh, and they're interested in maintaining it, holding on to that information, and trying to get more information. And uh, so nobody knows everything, but they they yeah. know they know a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, this group knows everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they were prepared. The incident in Amesbury, they're going to torture me for specific information. Hmm. This positive group uh, uh, salvaged my, uh, fixed my car so it wouldn't work. So I wouldn't go to the meeting in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And then three men were waiting for me to show up at that meeting in New Hampshire. Yeah. And they were going to torture, then kill me. All three men disappeared. Bodies never found. And that's when I ran into the service. Okay. It was the only way I felt I could be safe. They can't get me in boot camp. So the three that were after you ended up dead. So Disappeared. Yeah. Disappeared. Uh, who did that? Was that? Uh, that would be the good group. Okay. okay. They oh, interfered okay. with the torturing. They seemed to know that that was what was going on. They knew more about what was going on than I did. Now you're talking about humans when you yeah. say the good group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, boy. Uh, so very, are they very, good? I think they're, I think they're connected <laughs> with the military group with the advanced technologies. Mm-hmm. And I believe the military group with the advanced technologies is of this time. Now I spoke mm-hmm. with another person who had involvement with the same three groups. Mm-hmm. And my partner who was in the abductions of the Pleiadians has been involved with all the same three groups. So mm-hmm. I came across several others. One guy I was interviewing was discussing how they were all together. <clears throat> the Greys, the Pleiadians and the military when he met them. Yeah. Hmm. So there seems to be this group of three working together, and that's the Greys, the Palladians, and the U.S. military group. Ah. Interesting. Uh, Ken, I think we're coming to the end of our hour. Uh, <laughs> Boy, this, this has been fascinating. fascinating. Confusing, but fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> it gets even more confusing when you start putting hypnosis in right. and shadowing. Yeah, so you are, <laughs> you are confident in the validity of your hypnotic experiences, because that's a controversial area. Uh, actually, it's been made to be controversial. Okay. Uh, and the reason it's been made to be controversial, MK Alter utilizes hypnosis in a very horrible fashion. Okay. And I believe the shootings that are going on are connected to the MK Alter and the CIA. Oh, boy. In the hmm. schools. Huh. Yeah. Because uh, with at 1961, I stepped into the MK Alter project in Boston Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. professors mm-hmm. from Yale and Harvard were experimenting on children at Boston Children's Hospital by having them induced into hypnosis and then torture children. Right. What was and they're the doing this with, they were doing this with kids that were showing emotional problems. Hmm. And so I believe the shootings are not, are, I believe there's, and a lot of us who've been involved in MK Alter believe that these shootings are being uh, set up. Hmm. For, uh, for what purpose? You mean, you mean these? I national- don't know the purpose, but it's been interesting that with two Democratic presidents, the amounts of shootings seem to be particularly high. Well, part yeah. of that is the Senate because they won't do anything about gun restrictions. Well, when Obama was president, all shooting incidents in schools were occurring. 
During, I think during the uh, pandemic, there was they they dropped off because nobody was in school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when with MK Altered, they trained people in altered states to do crimes. Jeez. Uh, and that kills killing. They use them as assassins as, as couriers. Oh. In these altered states, they have ten times the strength of a normal man. Hmm. They can withstand, and they tor- so they've done all these experiments on people. They've tortured men under this program, and they can't get anything from them. They can take the pain levels. They can take. Uh, so that was one reason it was being used for couriers. Yeah. Uh, the control of candy gives a real good idea of how they took a, a very popular model in World War II and programmed her. Yeah. Candy? Yeah, it's called pro, the uh, control controlling candy. Candy. Yeah, and she was a very popular model in World War II. I don't remember her name. I read the book, and they stole the book from me at one point because they didn't want me reading it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, oh, one thing. One thing very strange about that Texas uh, mass shooting, Uvalde, uh, is that the police were just like frozen for an hour standing there outside the room uh, without taking any action. It doesn't seem to make sense. No. Especially when the kids were calling Some of these kids from the spectators look like they're in trance states. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, They didn't know what one guy, one kid was describing. He said he looked like he didn't know what he had done. Oh, and okay. The killer sounds no. like MK Ultra. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're kind of getting far <laughs> from our topic here. <laughs> well, Ken, I, I need to know how do you stay sane? What, what do you do to keep yourself sane? <laughs> Anti anxiety and something to help me sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, okay. All yeah, right. Thank you very much. We'll be talking yeah, to you. Yeah, this is great. I'll we'll send right. you the link, Ken, when it goes up. Take care. Okay. okay you too. Thank you. Don't get abducted today. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're okay. working on teaching me something. Okay. okay. We'll be talking to you, Ken. All right, take you care. take care. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.